Welcome to Soul Talk, soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here, and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Coop Blackson, nationally best-selling author of You Are The One, transformational teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.coopblackson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Welcome, 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 folks. Welcome to another week, another opportunity to grow and evolve on the Soul Talk podcast. This week, we're going to dive into how to stop being over-responsible for those that you love in your life. It's an important topic. Let's dive in. Let's go. You know, we all have people in our lives that we love, whether it's friends, family, spouses, wives, husbands, children, sons, daughters, cousins, friends that we love so deeply. We love them so deeply. We we want to give them the best. We want to be the best for them. We want them to, we don't want them to hurt. We all have those people in our lives that it hurts us when they are hurting. It hurts us to see them in pain. It hurts us to see them suffering. We can't stand to see those that we love in pain, suffering, or maybe even going down a path that we have been down. And we, from our perspective, can so clearly see why. We can so clearly see why our, our loved ones are going into a, a disaster and we so want to help them. But here's the thing. In an effort to help, we sometimes are over-responsible. In an effort to help, we sometimes don't realize that we are enabling them rather than empowering them. We don't realize that we are taking on too much responsibility for their life. In doing so, we end up doing for them what they should be doing for themselves. We end up preventing them from learning their lesson. We end up stopping them from going and evolving. We end up enabling them and keeping them small. We end up preventing them from having to take responsibility. And as a result, we keep them weak. We keep them disempowered in our effort to love them. We think we're loving them, but we are robbing them of the opportunity to grow. We're robbing them of the opportunity to learn. We're robbing them of the opportunity to evolve. Life is about evolution. But when you take on over-responsibility for somebody and you do for them what they should be doing for themselves and you don't allow them to face the consequences of their actions and learn from them and grow, you're doing them a disservice. Yes, it's, it's, it's a beautiful intention to want to help, want to protect. It's a beautiful thing, folks. 
I'm not saying never do that. I'm not saying don't be empathetic. I'm not saying don't be caring. I'm not saying don't be loving. I'm not saying don't be kind. I'm not saying don't be gentle. I'm not saying don't be considerate. I'm not saying don't reach out. I'm not saying don't have compassion. I'm not saying don't be loving. But if your form of loving and the way that you love people is to over-interfere with their life process, over-compensating, overdo for them, then you are not truly serving them. You're helping them, but there is a difference between helping and empowering. There is a difference between enabling and truly empowering. I hope you get that. When out of over-responsibility, if you're constantly doing for them what they do, what they should be doing for themselves, you don't give them the responsibility, the opportunity, I should say, to develop the mental, emotional, spiritual, psychological muscle to stand on their own two feet because you're walking for them. It's like going to the gym and out of love and care, you're doing the exercise for them. It just doesn't work. And it doesn't really serve them. It doesn't really serve their soul. Sometimes, so, so I would say if there are people in your life that you have this pattern with, typically it's with family or boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, or someone very, very close to us, it can create a codependency where they become dependent on you, but you also get hooked in and become dependent on them needing you. So if you are being over-responsible for somebody in your life, I want you to look at what your role, what's your part, what's hooking you psychologically and spiritually into this pattern. Take a look at, here's some things to look at. What is it you need? Because many times it seems like, oh, you're the one, the big strong one that's helping them, but many times... You are the one that needs them to need you more than they are needing you. Does that make sense? Your need to feel needed is what pushes you. Your need to feel needed is what causes you to always be caretaking, always be uh, looking after, always be being there, doing too much for them. And in doing so, you may end up feeling exhausted, burnt out, resentful. And so look at what, what is motivating you. What is motivating you in this way of being of responsible? And get real and honest. Hmm, is it my need to be needed? I'm helping them. Yeah, but it's really you that needs to help them more than they are needing to be helped. So is it your need to be needed? Is it your need to be validated and accepted and loved? And this is why maybe one way you got it. And if so... Ask yourself, where did you learn that this was how you needed to get loved and with whom? Start questioning. Is this a way, you know, being over-responsible, like, oh, I don't want anyone to, I don't want them to feel pain. I want to protect them from getting hurt. Is this a way that you avoid feeling certain feelings within yourself? And what feelings are you avoiding by being over-responsible and over-caretaking someone else in their process? 
sometimes it's really a way for you to avoid feeling your own helplessness. Because when you see that person going down a path, when you see that person not taking responsibility and going down a path that you know is a disaster, is self-destructive, is painful, rather than sit in the uncomfortability, sit in the, 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 the unknown that might trigger some helpless feelings for you it, it, out of your own inability to just sit with yourself and deal with your own feelings, you jump out and you go to fix them. You jump in and you go to try and do it for them, really not just for them, but it's for you. That then shows you where there is an opportunity for some, un, for some healing of some wounds and some emotions that are unresolved inside of you, you see. Especially if you're someone that's a coach, a healer, someone that wants to really affect change, transform people's lives, being this will get in the way of your ability to truly show up and be there and empower people because you're always going to be feeling responsible for your clients and feeling responsible for people and doing for them what they should be doing for themselves, that you will disempower them. Sometimes we also feel that it's selfish to take care of us to take care of ourselves and not take care of others. So we're constantly being over-responsible, taking care of others because we feel as though we are selfish, if not. But here's the thing. If you don't take care of yourself and you don't give to yourself, you won't have anything to give to others. And taking care of others at the expense of yourself is not loving to you or them. And it's not sustainable and it will backfire. And so realize this, it's not your job to fix others. It's not your job to save others. It's not your job to be over-responsible for others. When you are over-responsible for others, subconsciously, silently, without words, you are communicating to them, I don't trust you. You might think you're helping, but you're communicating to them that you don't trust them. And because you don't truly trust in their ability, their capacity, their journey, you're jumping in and doing for them what you think is best. This is arrogant. When you're locked into over-responsibility and you're doing for people what you think is best, it's a form of control, but it's also a form of arrogance. A form of arrogance from the standpoint of thinking, you know what is best for this person. You know what their soul's journey should look like. You know the path that they should be walking and the pathway that they should be living. And you don't. So first realize, everyone is a soul. And every human being as a soul incarnates into this human experience to learn, to grow, and evolve and has their own soul lessons. You may not understand what their soul lessons are. You may not agree with their soul lessons, but everybody has their soul lessons. And their soul lessons are not your soul lessons. Your soul lessons are not their soul lessons. And you don't have to like or understand their soul lessons, but they have their soul lessons. And the truth is, whether you jump in and be over-responsible or not, at some point, they will have to learn those lessons. And when you're over-responsible, you're robbing them of those lessons. So acknowledge them as a soul. 
not just as an ego, a personality, your daughter, your son, your kid, your nephew, your niece, your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband. Acknowledge them as a soul. They are a soul and they have a journey. The soul is seeking to learn certain things through whatever experience that they're going through, even if that experience is difficult, even if that experience is challenging, even if that experience is painful, they're seeking to learn something. When you see them as, as a soul, it shifts your relationship with them and it can help loosen your own grip and ego's grip on how you relate to them. They're a soul. They have their own journey. They have their own trajectory. They're going to learn what they need to learn. And there's certain experiences that they, they, that they need to go through to grow through that you won't be able to understand why they're going through it right now. And so if you see them as a soul, then you don't have to pity them. If you don't pity them, you don't have to like fix them and be over-responsible. You can just create the space to allow them to go through this experience. So see them as a soul. And two, commit to serving their soul's growth and evolution. And so before you do something, before you jump in, try to fix the situation, lend them money, bail them out, cover for them, lie for them, take the bullet for them. Ask yourself, is my action serving their soul? Is my action serving their soul? Is my action serving their soul's evolution? If the answer is no, not is my action going to get me loved and liked and have them like me and, and make them okay. Is my action serving their soul's evolution? If you're really honest, feel into that. Like, mm. If I keep lending the money because they keep being irresponsible and I keep paying their credit card bills, I keep loaning the money and they keep losing the money and they're never responsible, then they don't have to really grow up. H how is this serving their soul's evolution? It's not. You're teaching that person to be irresponsible. Doesn't work. So folks, love, you see, real love is not a mood or an emotion. It's a commitment to serving someone's soul. Love is a commitment to serving someone's soul. Let me repeat, love is a commitment to serving someone's soul. And so have a bigger commitment to their soul because that will sometimes mean you need to say no. That will sometimes mean you need to turn them down. That will sometimes mean you need to refuse their requests. And that will sometimes mean you need to sit on the sidelines as much as you want to help and as much as you want to save them and protect them it will take everything out of you to not jump in and rescue them from their situation. It will sometimes mean you need to sit on the sidelines. But what is that? Well, what do you do? You might ask. Well, what do I, how do I help them? What do I do? Here's what you can do if you really want to be of service. See them as a soul. Stay connected to them. Serve their souls. And while they're going through a difficult time, while they're doing what they're doing, be love fully. Love them. See their souls so that when they interact with you, they see you seeing them really, and they're reminded of their own souls inside of themselves. That will help to activate that soul in them and just love them. Sometimes your presence and your affirmation of I see you and I trust in you and I believe in you. 
I trust in you. Affirm that. I trust in you. I know you can handle it. You can provide your guidance, your expertise. However, you don't have to be over-responsible and cross the line and do it for them. And so that might mean just affirming your belief in them and being present. Being a space of love. Being a presence of love for this person. Your beingness and your presence is enough. When you can be there for them, be there with them without having to fix them or do something or do it for them, you create a space and an invitation for that person to reach into their own soul, to tap into something deeper and activate it and bring it out and demonstrate it and live it in their life. So a great gift is sometimes to just hold still and just be and see who they are. Create the space, hold the space so that they can find and develop and exercise the muscle within themselves. And when they do, they will be stronger. And when they do, they will be more powerful. And in the long run, they will respect themselves more. They will need you less. They will be more empowered and they will respect you more. This is to love them, not enable them. This is to serve them, not, not enable them. Don't think that you're helping somebody is truly empowering. And I would say don't distract yourself with other people's lives. Sometimes we dis use other people's problems and lives as a distraction from ourselves. This only keeps you stuck. Every single human being, folks, has a soul's journey. Acknowledge their soul's journey. See their soul's journey. Bless their soul's journey. It's not your job to change them. It's your job to love them and love their souls. And it's your job to manifest and become the highest version of yourself. And when you become the highest version of yourself, then your life and your actions and your life becomes the living embodiment of what you believe. And your life becomes inspiring. And those that you wanted to help will look at your life and hopefully learn from your example. Those that you wanted to help will look at your life and hopefully your life will be an invitation for them to step up to that next level. And so the greatest blessing you can be, see them as a soul, love them, affirm that, allow them the space to grow, to evolve, to take the actions necessary so that they can develop the muscle for themselves and become the highest version of yourself. Because that will be the example that inspires them to be more. That's the key, folks. That's the key. Love is a commitment to serving someone's soul evolution. Folks, think about anyone in your life that perhaps you've been over-responsible for 
and commit this week to shifting that dynamic. It might just be a simple shift inside of yourself, or it might require a conversation with that person in your life to lovingly discuss the state of your relationship and how you've been showing up with them. And it might simply sound like, look, I love you. I believe in you. I realize I haven't been serving you because I've been trying to protect you and I've been over-responsible for you and, and this is not honoring your soul. And out of commitment to their soul, you can let them know, I'm setting you free. I'm here, I'm available if you need me, but it's time for you to fly. And if you come from love, you come from intention, you come from positive intention, they will feel it. They will respect it. Soul to soul. Folks, I hope you enjoyed today's short episode. Share this with someone in your life that you love or that you feel needs to hear today's episode, folks. Send me an email, coopblackson at coopblackson.com. I would love to hear your key takeaways from today's episode. And in case you felt an inspiration from today's episode, I want to invite you to consider joining me in Bali twice a year for the last 10 years. I've done a life-changing 12-day seminar training in Bali. I've done 20 of these events this July is 21. It's called Boundless Bliss, the Bali Breakthrough Experience. Many say it is the single most transformational experience they've done in their entire lives. And so if you feel a calling to transform, if you feel you've been put on the planet for a purpose bigger than yourself, if you feel a readiness to connect to your true authentic self and share your gifts with the world. I invite you folks on a journey of a lifetime. Find out more www.boundlessblissbali.com. That's www.boundlessblissbali.com. Check the link in the show notes. Love now. Catch you next week. If you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talk, please do share the podcast with all of your friends. Let everyone know and make sure you download Soul Talk today. I'm looking forward to next week where I'll get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or social media. You can find out more about my work at www.coopblackson.com. If you feel ready to take your life to the next level, join me at my exclusive event in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com, where you can find out more and apply. Also, make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at coopblackson.com. Sending you all big hugs and love now.